Hello, this is A Voice in the Darkness, and I'm your host, Gwendolyn Forte. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Whether you are at home or at your job, maybe you're at the gym or outdoors or working out. Possibly you could be in a hospital room. Wherever you are today, I am so glad that you decided to join me here. The purpose of a voice in the darkness is to encourage, to uplift, and to enlighten. Let me tell you, there are so many people today walking around discouraged, overwhelmed, especially when they're having a hard time or maybe through a season of transition and they feel like giving up. Maybe that's you. Maybe you feel like giving up. I want to encourage you if you're listening to me for the first time or you're coming back, do not give up. Do not give in and do not turn in the towel. I want you to know that you can make it. You are an overcomer and you got this. Okay, you have it. You might say, Gwendolyn, why are you so sure? Why are you so confident? Well, one, I've walked through different transitions in my lifetimes that have been overwhelming, things that I didn't expect. But God in his goodness and his faithfulness, he caused someone to speak a word of encouragement to me at the pivotal, at a very pivotal time, which just really, really shifted my perspective and my posture and literally the direction and the course of my life. And that's what I want to do today. I want you to be encouraged today and I want you to understand that you are not alone that you got this and that you can make it okay that you can make it so i want to just share with you on today this week's episode this week's title of this week's episode if you are here and you are joining me today i want you to just you know just really just sit down and maybe Grab a pen if you want to take notes. If you're in your car, just, you know, listen and go back and replay it as you're downloading this, you know, and today's title for this week's episode is Trusting God During Transitions. Trusting God During Transitions. And I'm telling you, transitions can be overwhelming. It can be hard because we're all going to walk through different transitions and seasons and stages within our lives. You know, no one's exempt. I'm telling you, no one's exempt. And sometimes it can be um, a bit um, breath (laughs) overwhelming. Take our breath away, as I wanted to say. It can be overwhelming. It can be challenging. It can be depressing. It can be just heavy. And, you know, whenever we're walking through these times, we got to make sure that we're, you know, really focused, okay? That that and you need to understand that you can actually walk through different transitions that, you know, you may find yourself in even now. Maybe some of you who are listening to me, you're actually in one as I am speaking today. I want you to trust God. I want you to trust God. And I'm going to give you just a simple definition when I'm saying trust. Trust is a firm belief. Or, you know, just like a firm belief or a reliability or truth or ability or strength. Listen, in someone or something. Okay. I'm going to say that again. And it's just, you know, I just really like to read that. It's a firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. 
Listen, I'm going to give a couple of synonyms. Some synonyms for this word trust can be confidence, belief, faith, assurance, certainty, assurance, conviction. These are all words that describe, listen, trust, trust. And I really want to focus on that today because it's going to be very important. It's imperative. It's vital. It's necessary right now in your life that there is some trust that's deep on the inside of you that I want you to know. I want you to pull it up. I want you to know that you can trust in God. And I want to really talk about Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your path. Now listen, this is very, this is such a great passage. Whoever you are today, this is such a great passage because we're not putting our trust in our jobs and our 401ks and our friends and our parents and our children in the system, in the government. We're not going to put our trust in these things, but we want to put our trust in the Lord with our whole heart. So we're talking about with everything on the inside of us, with your mind, with your soul, your whole soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, every part of you, you're going to trust God. You're not going to just lean on what you think can happen or what you can muster up because sometimes your best, what you can do on your best day with all your degrees, Come on, with all your certificates, with all the knowledge you have, sometimes it still can't get you to where you need to go during a rough time, during a transition, during a hardship, during something that's just ultimately just whacked out and crazy in your life. All of those things can't help. So we're not going to lean to our own understanding, but the word of God is saying that we're going to acknowledge God in everything. So no matter where you are right now, if you're walking in a, in a rough place and if you're in a tough season, if you're in a place right now where it's a maybe you're graduating, maybe you experienced the death of a loved one. Maybe you're walking through a separation or a divorce. Maybe it's a loss. Maybe it's a financial crisis. Maybe it's just something where you have just really felt like a failure cycles of it, of defeat. Okay. Right now, I want you to acknowledge God in that place right here now. Acknowledge him. And he says, listen, he'll make straight your path. He'll begin to direct you. And I want to take you to a couple of scriptures today. As you all know, I love the word of God because the word of God really helps us to understand things. It's a lamp onto our feet. It's a light onto our path. It gives us instruction and it helps us to just understand sometimes the very simple things in life that, um, you know, that sometimes we just need understanding on, on those things that are simple. You know, it helps us with the details as well. And so I thank God today for the word of God. And I want to talk about Ruth. You know, this is a very short book in the Bible, but it's a very important book. And, and I want to talk about Ruth because this book is centered around a Moabitess woman. This woman was not a Jewish woman. This woman was married into a family. Okay. So we have in this book, Naomi and listen, Naomi and her husband, they were experiencing a famine. I'm paraphrasing. They experienced a famine in Bethlehem and Judah. And so, you know, it says in the Bible, 
um, her husband, whose name was Elimelech, and he took his wife, which was Naomi, and he took their two sons, okay? And they went and they left Bethlehem and they went to where? the To Moab. And they, when they were there, listen, he took them and his, and, he, and his sons and they left and they went there. And the Bible says in verse three, Naomi's husbands died and she was left with her two sons. Okay. So this is like a transition. A death is a transition. Okay. You, you, you're experiencing life with your family. You're experiencing life with your husband or with your wife or with your children. And now they're gone. So now you have to walk this new life without them. So now we see the story begins to shift. It says in verse four that our sons married Moabite women. One was named Orpah and the other was Ruth. And they lived there, listen, about 10 years. So one son was, you know, Malon and the other one was Kilion and they died. So now here you have Naomi, this mother who lost her husband. She's a widow. Okay. And she had her two sons, which are still like, man, this is a blessing. But then now she loses her two sons. So now her two sons are left. They're dead. And their wives are now here with Naomi. So I said, we have Orpah and we have Ruth. And so, you know, this is a major transition for all of these women. I can't even imagine just sitting there in grief and loss in shock. How many of you under the sound of my voice of a situation, whether it was COVID, whether it's a loss of a job, maybe it's a loss of a relationship. And now you finding yourself in this major transition and you don't know who to trust. You don't know if you trust God, you trust people. You just, you just at loss for words and an expression and you're overwhelmed. And they were. So Naomi just told her daughter-in-laws, go back. Each of you, go back to your mother's home, you know? And she even blessed them. She said, may the Lord show kindness to you if you have shown to my, you know, dead husband, right? And to your husbands and to herself. She said, so may the Lord grant each of you, you know, rest and you find another husband as you go home. So she kissed them goodbye and she wept as she kissed them, okay? So she said, go back to your people. But Naomi says, listen, this is verse 11. And I want to read this to you because it's so beautiful. Naomi said, return home. Um, this is what Naomi said. She said, return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? I am going to have, um, I'm not, I, am I going to have any more sons who could become your husbands? Return home, my daughters. I am too old to have another husband. And even if I thought there was still hope for me, even if I had a husband tonight and then gave birth to sons, would you wait until they grew up? Would you remain unmarried for them? No, my daughters. It is far more bitter for me than for you because the Lord's hand is turned against me. So she said, and they wept aloud again. Then Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye. But Ruth clung to her. Do you hear me? Ruth clung to her. Verse 15. Look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. And listen to this beautiful passage in 
Verse 16. But Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, even if death separates you and me. When Naomi realized that Ruth was so determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. Do you hear me? I want to say this right now. There was something working in Ruth. There was something working in Ruth. There was this trust, this firm belief in reliability, right? Truth, ability, or strength. Listen, of someone or something. Do you hear me? And I think that's very important. It's a firm belief in the reliability. Okay? In the reliability. Truth. Ability. Strength. In someone or something. And I think that is something for us to take note of on today. That is something that Ruth had something on the inside of her was trusting. She just had something that didn't just say, you know what? It's over. And I want to show you this in scripture because as we go over and as we see in chapter two, the story just goes on. So now Ruth clings on to Naomi and Naomi goes back to Bethlehem. She goes back. The famine is over. And she goes back in verse two. I want to read it. Verse one through three. Now, Naomi had a relative on her husband's side, a man of, uh, of uh, a man of standing from the clan of Elemek, Emelech, I'm sorry, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth, the Moabite, said to Naomi, let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone whose eyes I find favor. Naomi said, go ahead, my daughter. So verse three. So she went out, entered a field and began to glean behind the harvesters. And as it turned out, she was working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Elimelech. My goodness gracious. I want you to see this. Something in Ruth rose up the next morning to say to her mother-in-law, listen, let me go to the fields and pick up leftover grain behind anyone whose eyes I find favor. That was trust in her. That was something rising up even in the midst of death, even in the midst of death of her father-in-law, death of her husband, moving to a new location, that losing a sister. Come on, there were so many different things that was hitting at her. But even in the midst of this great transition, some trust was rising up in the midst of Naomi and God used, I mean, not Naomi, trust was rising up in the, in the midst of Ruth's heart and God used Ruth to turn this whole story around. And I'm just going to paraphrase because as you know, she found favor with Boaz. Okay. She found favor with Boaz and she was also, you know, realized that her, um, Boaz was a, 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 a distant relative 
of her former um, father-in-law, okay? And he was a kinsman redeemer. And he actually married this woman. And listen, God turned the situation around. God turned the situation around for Naomi, who saw herself as Mara, as bitter, as God has dealt rough with her. Because Ruth had this trust in her heart, even through this hard time. And I'm going to say this trust was a confidence, a belief, a faith, a sureness, a certainty, and an assurance, a conviction. Ruth had this in her heart. And it came, listen to me, my God. She said, your God will be my God. There was something that she was she was not willing to go back to the way her life was with the several gods being a Moabitess. Listen to me. She learned, even though they were in her country, she saw that they served <laughs> one God. She said, and your God will be my God. She was willing to shift because th their God must have impacted her in some kind of way. My God. And shifted Ruth in some kind of way that Ruth was not willing to stay in that place when her life was in a place of devastation. Ruth was trusting God during a transition. And because of it, listen, she's in the line of our Savior. She's in the line of Christ because she ended up being, listen, he found favor. She found favor with Boaz and he married her. And now listen, she had a baby and this baby now, their name was claimed back. And this baby, listen, this is the same line. This is the line that our savior came from. Okay. Okay. And this is so beautiful. This entire story is a beautiful story because it started off one way and it ended another and so we see that this is Jesse, who was the father of David. And we see it was, you know, it goes back into, you know, David, then Jesse, then Jesse, then Obed, then Obed, then Boaz. <laughs> My goodness gracious. They was in this beautiful genealogy of David, King David. And I thank God that we can see that we can trust him in hard times. We can trust him. In our circumstances, and I believe that we can see from scripture that when we trust God with our whole heart, not really try to figure this thing out in our own understanding, that God will begin to direct our path like he directed Ruth. Listen, on which, on which place where she was going to glean. She didn't know. Okay. God will direct your path. Right in the midst of this hardship, right in the midst of change, right in the midst of when things feel like they're not going to um, work out. Believe him. It's going to work out. I want to take you to a story where, where things were just kind of crazy for the children of Israel. They were in slavery for 400 years in Egypt. God raised up a deliverer. You, you know this story's in Exodus. God raised up a deliverer. He raised up Moses. Moses began to bring the people out and he speaks to Pharaoh and he says, let my people go. And then he comes up against a major precipice. Okay. The Red Sea. And the people begin to grumble and complain. Why did we even come? Listen, we're going to die here. But God had him.
to extend its rod and the sea parted. And they walked on dry ground, a major miracle, okay? A major miracle that their eyes beheld. And now they walked across and we see Moses is leading them. But listen, do you know that this journey shouldn't have been a long journey, but it was a long journey and they wandered for 40 years and they murmured and they complained and listen in the book of Hebrews chapter three. And when you get time, go read Hebrews chapter three. And it says, and, it, and listen, this is, this is, this is just, it doesn't have to be this way, but this is a warning against unbelief. And it says in verse seven of Hebrews chapter three. So as the Holy Spirit says today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion during the time of the testing in the wilderness where your ancestors tested and tried me, though for 40 years they saw what I did. That is why I was angry with that generation. I said their hearts were always going astray and they have not known my ways. So I declared an oath in my anger. They shall never enter my rest. Listen, that is the Lord talking. He says, see to it, brothers and sisters. This is an encouragement to you today. That none of you have a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But encourage one another daily. This is the word. As long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. 14. We have come to share in Christ if indeed we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end. Verse 15. As has just been said, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did. In the rebellion, verse 16, who were they who heard and rebelled? Were they not all those that Moses led out of Egypt? And with whom was he angry for 40 years? Was it not those who sinned, whose bodies perished in the wilderness? Verse 18, and to whom did God swear that they would never enter his rest? If not to those who, who disobeyed in verse 19 key verse. So, so we see that they were not able to enter because of their unbelief. Hear me today. When you're walking through a transition, like the children of Israel were walking through a transition from enslavement, from bondage into freedom, into a promised land. They listen, they were not able. They, they could have, but they chose not to trust God. Listen, they were living in murmuring, complaining, in unbelief, doubt. It, it, it was a sin. They rebelled. They didn't hear and they ignored the voice of God. They heard it and they rejected it. Do you hear me? We have to trust God even through the hard times, even through transitions. Because he's going to bring you through. He's going to help you. He's, he's going to honor his word. And I want to give you some keys when you're walking through transition. Number one, study the word. When you're walking through a transition, study the word. Number two, when you're walking through transition, make sure you're praying, having daily communication with the father. Number three, surround yourself with godly people, faithful, believing people, people who believe. Okay. And number four, speak life. Do not complain.
speak life. It says in verse 12, see to it, brethren of Hebrews chapter three, verse 12, see to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you have a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but encourage one another daily, daily. This is why I'm saying it's important to surround yourself with godly people, people that believe that you can encourage each other every day. Speak life. That's number four. And do not complain. Do not choose to walk in a place of unbelief when God is speaking to you that it's your day, it's your season, it's your hour. You're going to come through this transition. You're going to make it. You're an overcomer. You got this. You will be victorious. Okay? God has you right now. You're not alone. Okay? You're not alone. And I'm telling you, your best days are ahead of you. You're about to experience some breakthroughs. And you're going to see the faithfulness of God's hand. Trust him like Ruth did. And Ruth saw a beautiful inheritance. And not only did she see it, Naomi saw it. And she was a blessing to the generations to come. And so will you. So I just want to thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm going to ask you if you can please rate and comment and share and like this podcast. You know, if you are listening to me from Apple, I would love for you if you can write a, a review and maybe rate it. And you can do that if you have an Apple or iTunes. I would love for you to just, if you can rate it and write a review, that would be such a blessing. And you can catch me on Spotify, Amazon, Audible, iHeartRadio, Apple, Google, YouTube, CastBox. You know, just like it, share it. Maybe this can bless someone else. But I just want to tell you today, thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, I'm Gwendolyn Forte with a voice in the darkness signing off.